What up, everybody? Welcome to the Sweat the Small Stuff podcast. Uh, this is your host, Ethan, uh, checking in from Portland, Oregon with my co-host, TJ. TJ, you're in the house. What's up, man? Uh, I'm not in the house. We uh, are. We're still taking care of this remotely. I uh, think that's implied going forward. Is it implied? Yes. Is it implied? I think so. I don't I want... You don't think our our listeners in Missouri and Ireland know they're diehards? I don't want them to be thinking that uh, we have begun to to be lax in our safety precautions. Uh, but I'm out here sweating the regular sweaty stuff because it is hot Ooh. as balls out here. Yeah, that's a sadly a recurring thing. I mean, this is it's heat summer, wave obviously. Episode August. two, return of the heat. This has been such a long summer. I feel like we got through, like we we had, like this is our third August, I feel like. You know, we've had an August in June. We've had an August in July. Now we're having an, an August, August. And I just, I'm, I'm done with it, man. I can't deal with these 105 days anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm wilting. It's too hot. This, this flower is a wilting. Humidity. However, I do have air conditioning, so I guess I got to quit being so soft. Uh, a box fan, or not box fan, but box air conditioning. So it could be better. It could box be air conditioning? You know, like a Is window. Is like the window units? Yeah, yeah. Oh, those are tight. Yeah, yeah those are all right. Uh, anyway, we're here to talk sports. Uh, so last time we... We're here to we talk sweat. Episode. Last time we were talking, uh, it was a lot of, a lot of Olympics. I mean, obviously, the Olympics, uh, we're, we're in the midst of them. And uh, now we're at uh, the, the conclusion. Uh, the medals have been given out. And uh, in the, the athletes that we were following, especially in uh, USA Olympic boxing, uh, they've concluded their pursuit of medals. Uh, so I wanted to give a shout-out at the uh, top of the episode today on our, on our Olympic USA medalists. Uh, O'Shea Jones, the uh, first from the United States in the women's welterweight class, uh, first year of that weight class's existence in the Olympics. Uh, O'Shea hails from Toledo, Ohio, and she took home a bronze medal. So props to you, O'Shea. Uh, Duke Reagan, featherweight from Cincinnati, Ohio, he won silver. Uh, lightweight contender Keyshawn Davis out of Norfolk, Virginia, won silver. And finally, we got Richard Torres Jr., super heavyweight out of Torres, Tula, California. Torres, tore it up. Torres tore it up. He has some heavy hands out there, and he took home a silver medal as well uh, in a very difficult bout against someone that he'd fought, I think, like the Pan American Games. And it uh, seems like that guy might have his number a little bit, but got a silver medal, you know? If I recall correctly, uh, their last meetup resulted in a knockout. Uh, so, you know, yeah, you're not wrong. That guy has his number. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, in Olympics, otherwise, sports, otherwise, United States. Yeah, man, United States is killing it. You know, we're we're out here, we're doing our thing. Uh, one of those things is basketball. Talking basketball. Uh, USA men's and women's won gold this year. Uh, for the USA men's team, Kevin Durant. Uh, was that I think Coach this is Carter. What what was that from? Oh. Playing basketball. That's Lil Romeo from Like Mike. I'm like 90 percent sure. 95. I bet. I bet something on that. that was right. Like, yeah. That I'm was my playing ch- basketball. That was my childhood, man. 
You know what's messed uh-huh. up? Like Michael Jordan didn't even show up in that movie. Man, he Michael Jordan. You think like was... you think he cleared it? Like they didn't, you know, it's like super like you know, it's called like Mike, but he probably didn't like He's probably I don't know, maybe think he was How like. How much do you think he made off of that? Like they probably had to pay him something. Mike. I won't be like Mike. Uh that's a good I bet they had to give him something under the under the table, right? They had to. He's he's like uh, really protective of his image. Yeah, he was always very odd, like with his licensing agreements. He was never on any of the NBA video games. He'd be like a special character, if anything, because like they got a special deal for him. Interestingly so enough, there was a movie that is similar Space to Like Mike. So Space it's Jam. it's it's like Like Mike, starring Kevin Durant, uh, Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. This so again. it's basically like like Mike starring Kevin Durant, and you know what else was starring Kevin Durant? USA Olympic men's basketball. <laughs> yeah, thanks for thanks for bringing that back around. Kevin Durant became the, uh, the all time leading scorer for the United States uh, Olympic teams, edging Crazy. out Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, he overtook the record from Carmelo in fewer Olympics too. I'm pretty sure this was Kevin Durant's third Olympics that he played for USA. And uh, Carmelo had four that he played in. Uh, tells you, man, how long Carmelo has been competing at the Olympic level. Dude had the 04 games, I think, was his first one. 04, 08, 12, and 16. All Carmelo Anthony. Just absolutely nuts. Anyway, Kevin Durant's turn. Uh, and Kevin Durant's just, you know, one of the greatest scorers of all time in, in organized basketball. So just ran away with it. Um it was a close, close finals match, though. Yeah. I was very it's, nervous. Against uh, France, I believe. I was really confident, like halfway through the third quarter, and then incredibly nervous halfway through the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, because I, like, I mean, yeah, we were never really able to run away with it. I think the USA led most of the game, but all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, it was like 73, 70, like, or 69-73 or something like that. So it got... Yeah, we, we had gotten ahead by like 13 points and then we lost the lead. And that's exactly what happened in the preliminary game with France that, uh, you know, made all the headlines like has USA lost its edge. And uh, so that's when I started worrying. But Kevin Durant wasn't about to let that that happen. No, nope. uh, United States won over France, 87-82 to clinch gold in Tokyo Olympics. Uh, Durant had 29 points in the game. And uh, previous two games, he had 30. So he, yeah, just absolutely uh, crushing it. He said, on his back, quote from Durant, it's winning time. It's uh, one game where you go home. It's no series. I've got to give my all every second I'm out there and I prepare the right way. I've just got to go out there and trust that work. I was able to knock down some shots to keep us afloat a little bit. In the fourth quarter, Damian Lillard took over for us and guys made plays at the end. So we got a little shout out to Dame. I will say Damian Lillard played fantastic defense, although he did seem to be pretty non-existent on the offense for that finals matchup. Yeah, I think Dame had a tough, tough Olympics. And it seems like he's going through some uh, some personal stuff here in Portland as well with the front office right now. I think that might have seeped into his game. He was getting a lot of questions from media about his status and whether he wanted to stay in Portland, whether he wanted to demand a trade. 
uh, I saw there was some like news being like bubbled up, like not news, but rumors, you know, from random Twitter guys out there on like, oh, could Philadelphia make a package for Dame uh, where we would get like Ben Simmons? I know like Philadelphia is really trying to unload or I, I doubt they would let Joel Embiid go. But it, it, I, I heard Philadelphia 76ers as being a potential uh, team out there trying to make some kind of package for Dame. And I think that news probably got to him while he was trying to to represent the U.S. and kind of live up to all the expectations. He was also in Space Jam. Like, there's there's a lot of press on Dame right now. Yeah, there was a lot of, lot of press, but I think he's done a good job of kind of quelling it, like saying, like, hey, I don't work in the front office, and I'm going to be loyal. Well, this is uh, this is you tasting a little bit what I've been having to deal with Aaron Rodgers for the last year. You know, no one no one enjoys all the front office speculation and rumors. Um, so while we will probably not be saying goodbye to Damian Lillard, we okay. will have to be saying goodbye to Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, yeah, he's a Laker for the Lakers. Yeah, he joined the old fogies down there. Uh, I think this brings the average age of the L.A. Lakers to 32 years old which in the NBA is basically a retirement center. So all power to them. I think like Anthony Davis is like the young gunner and he's like 28. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I hope he gets a ring. Uh, I, I mean, I, on one hand, I hope he gets the ring. On the other hand, I hate the Lakers. So it's a tough one. The boys are back in town. Boys. The old boys. The banana boat boys. And by town, I mean yeah, L.A. Yeah. Hey, they say it's more of a town than a city, right? Just an enormous, giant, never-ending town. Um, I'll say uh, that doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> it, it's definitely a fucking city. I've been never, even, I've never been. I've never been. <laughs> so let from, me spread it out. Of all the cities I've been in, that is 100% one of them. Let me uh let me give you drop some knowledge on places I've never been to real quick. Uh, they say Phoenix shouldn't exist. It's a testament to man's arrogance. I think that's a quote from Peggy Hill. Never been to Phoenix. Uh, all right. Phoenix is just a big town. I'm gonna cut they that. Say, they say that. <laughs> that is what they say. They say that about Phoenix. Most don't, but some do. Um, all right. So that's our that's our NBA news, I guess. We went on a, a crazy tangent there. Starting yeah, that was cool. Box. It was organic. That was cool. You know, it we, was very organic. Yeah. We were floating like a butterfly and stinging like a bee. You know what's stinging lately is Dak Prescott's shoulder. Uh, Hard Knocks was just released for the NFL, and uh, it's a pretty good transition there. Ah, I don't comment. You've, you've had better ones. Ah, all right. All right. You're just like stone facing me. And I was like, do I do I pause for reaction? Sounds like I shouldn't have. Um, anyway. Hard knocks. <laughs> it's the NFL's annual uh, collaboration. Transition aren't yeah. easy. In fact, I'd say that they're hard. You know what else is hard? Hard knocks. Hard knocks, man. Uh, HBO's docu-series on NFL training. Here you knocking. Knock harder. And knock on wood if you're with me, man. Uh, that's a quote from last year's was last year the Raiders no two years ago no, last years. year was uh, LA the LA teams uh, anyway every fall we have hard knocks occur 
and it's like a four to five week uh, docu-series where every week, usually on Tuesday, HBO drops a new episode. And the first one just released, they're following the Dallas Cowboys this year. And the Hall of Fame game occurred between the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe you've won that game. Really pays too much attention to the final scores, I feel like, for the preseason. But yeah, we got some we got some action out there. I think uh, we saw saw a few guys. We saw Micah Parsons, rookie linebacker for Dallas, uh, really kill it. We did not get to see Dak Prescott play. Uh, like I was mentioning in my transition, he has he had a, a stinger or a, you know some some type of sore shoulder and strain, some type of strain, and uh, they really just had him uh, kind of like in. We got some reactions from him to different plays on the on the field, um, but it seemed like he was very far away from the action, somewhere where no one's COVID could reach him. Hopefully, and uh, it seemed like his. Uh, Ankle's doing good. Seemed like it was only his uh, shoulder keeping him out from what we saw in the docuseries. I learned Dak Prescott curses a lot. He said fuck like a million times. So that was one of my big takeaways. Dak, not so much a wholesome family man. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's a family man that just curses a lot. Um, but he's, his language was made for HBO, I guess is what I'd say. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the beauty of the HBO is you get all the coaches and players just dropping f bombs left and right. Yeah, uh, there's guys. It's, you know, if you're a guy, you're just, a guy. It's yeah, it's just it's boys being boys. Uh, yeah. Talking ball. It's boys being boys talking ball and and talking ball sacks. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the most memorable moments for me was uh, special teams coach John Bones Fassel uh, talking about how he got a vasectomy and and what the experience was like for him uh having and been numbed effects. and awake the entire time and you know explaining to to the special teams who who didn't really know what getting a vasectomy entailed you know the snipping of the vas deferens and uh and then he got and then he ended that story uh, talking about how he, he got it reversed and how it was just the same thing but backwards and uh snip snap snip snap you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like every year uh, we we get some type of like hidden camera lock, you know, like discussion where they don't maybe they're not really aware that they're being filmed. I've heard that HBO has like a lot of little secret cameras and microphones trying to catch things from the players off the cuff. I feel like we're getting that with uh, like the Raiders a couple of years ago when that one guy, uh, the one that came out as uh, gay recently, Carl Nassib. He did that like presentation to other guys on finances. And oh, it's like a seven percent return means you double your money every three years. Oh, yeah, that was kind of like a random conversation. I think this is like maybe turning into a little bit of a trope. They're just like, all right, let's catch these guys talking about something not football real quick. Uh, something else caught on a on a little bit of a hidden camera was Jerry Jones' fast food habits. Uh, so he got a McGriddle, uh, McDonald's product. Well, and we, we can't know for sure, because as we know, the McGriddle is stamped with the trademark golden arches. Yeah. Yeah. But HBO saw fit to blur the golden arches that were, would have been burned on top of the McGriddle bun, uh, McGriddle assume. pancake bun. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, sorry for interrupting you. Let's let's talk about the Jerry Jones uh, of it all. Not 
Yeah, he's 85. I mean, he's uh, the the GM and owner of the Dallas Cowboys, if you're unaware. Uh, I think the only owner that's demanded that he be the general manager as well. All the personnel decisions are made by this man for the last, like, 30 years. And he just, you know, he's doing whatever he wants. I guess he's just aiming for a heart attack, and uh, he's going to salt his McGriddles if he wants to. He His desk is all business. Yeah. Right. He's got this big He's desk, a and you've got like a salt shaker that you see from like yeah, a just... like a diner. You know what I mean? Like just a yeah. tiny little like salt shaker. Like, yeah. like I'm wondering if he has an assistant like bring it in, or if he like keeps it in a drawer somewhere. And like he's he's talking about this Dak Prescott shoulder strain uh, with the with the physical with the trainers that they have at the facility, and he's just unwrapping this McGriddle as slowly as a human can possibly unwrap it. Uh, like it's the most precious cargo that's ever been. And, uh, he, he picks it up in his hands and I'm sitting there thinking like, why is there salt on this table? Like somebody is messed up and he just starts salting this McGriddle. And I lost my mind. I rewind. I had to rewind it and I watched it like four times. I recorded it on my phone. I sent it out in a Snapchat to a bunch of people. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, you're yeah. on camera, dude. What what is that, man? That's oh. That's, that's your first taste of the Dallas Cowboys. In America. It's a salty taste. It's, it's a sodium filled, just hypertension uh, inducing taste of the Dallas Cowboys. And we got four more weeks of it. Uh, but you know what? It means that football on some level is back. The degenerates out out there like ourselves uh, can get into some preseason football as we speak. I think uh, the Washington football team versus Patriots game is concluding. I saw some Mac Jones out there trying to throw it around. It's over. Short balls. Yeah. Oh, he's not looking like uh, Ah, there was like a ton of hype, like the Mac Jones hype. Yeah. Obviously, he's a first first round draft pick. You know, he's in an open competition with uh, Cam Newton out there. So. Does it? I didn't watch any of the the Patriots game. I did catch uh, the first half of the Steelers Eagles game. Yeah. Uh, Joe a... Flacco threw like a seventy nine yard pass, a touchdown pass. Wow! Mind you, it traveled five yards in the air. He's elite. But uh, I think they they threw up a stat that said that was his longest pass since two thousand sixteen. No way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. that's a pretty long pass. But I Mind remember you, about five yards in the air. He he dropped it. Yeah, okay. He dropped a dime though, uh last year on my birthday when we had uh we went out to Monday night football and watched the New York Jets play the Patriots. I remember Flacco, that was a uh, I don't know if Darnold was out for some reason. I don't know if he was injured. I think that wasn't the mono year. I thought that was like two years ago, right? Um so I don't remember what Donald. Maybe he was just out for sucking. I think he was just. Ghosts. I think he was just injured. Yeah, and yeah. So, man, Donald had a rough time out there. But anyway, Joe Flacco. He uh, he stepped Again, in. Again, I'm tired of the Donald apologists. I'm not yeah. one of them. He's just yeah. maybe not good, and that's okay. But All Joe right, Flacco let's... is elite, and he is back, baby. He is yeah. the third string quarterback for the Eagles, and he is still. Just doing, doing his Looks thing. Like, looking at the stats here, it looks like in today's matchup, uh, Mac Jones did get the majority of the snaps. 
not surprising. You know, he's the rookie. He's the unproven talent. And this is the preseason where you get to find out what those guys have. Uh, Mac Jones went 13 for 19, throwing for 87 yards. Not a lot of yardage. Uh, so I'd say like low vault, low, just a lot of short balls. It sounds like he was throwing out there. Uh, conversely, Cam Newton threw four for seven, 49 yards. So four balls, but he's four completions, but over 10 yards on all of those passes. What is that? Just like a drive? <laughs> I mean, if you're throwing it every time, like, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Meanwhile, Joe Flacco went 10 for 17, 178 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Hmm. All right. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 5 for 8, 58 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Woo! It's magic, baby. Those are big boy numbers. <laughs> so that's your preseason football corner. Uh, let's see. So otherwise, let's maybe try to get into some baseball before we go. Uh, last week when we were on, I guess that was two weeks ago, we went through the standings of Major League Baseball. We checked in with your arch nemesis, TJ, the Tampa Bay Rays, to see where they were at. And uh, let's see where we are at today. American League, AL East, Tampa Bay Rays still, still ahead. On top. Still on top. They got a five-game lead on the Boston Red Sox right now. That's Damn the best it. hope of uh, someone supplanting them. Uh, otherwise, in the American League, AL Central, White Sox have a massive lead on the Tigers and the Indians. Uh, they are up 11 games. Didn't Cleveland, aren't they changing their name? Is that effective after this year? They're going to be the, the Guardians. Is that right? They're changing it from the Indians? To the Guardians. Okay. So I guess they're just running it through this year so they don't have to sell a bunch of new jerseys before they make them. I, I guess so. And yeah. I uh, I got no beef with the name change, obviously, uh, because yeah, yeah. I mean the the mascot is a Native American, and like we've we've known that they're not from India for like ninety nine percent of the time after we discovered that this is not India, but people yeah. just really like saying Indians. Still, I don't know. It's I don't know where I was going with this. It just it's just so strange to me. However, anybody that has like a pristine copy or set of copies of any of the major league movies, I don't know, maybe <laughs> that's going to be some kind of crazy memorabilia now. That's got to be like the the maybe the funniest baseball uh centric set of films ever made. You got Charlie, Charlie Sheen Wesley yeah, Snipes. Yep, yep, yep. Wild Thing, and uh, I forget Wesley Snipes. Billy Mays Hayes. Yeah, that might be. That sounds that sounds accurate. Uh, anyway, they, they've been they've been known as the Indians since 1915. Uh, so 106 years later, they are they're changing history. And uh, yes, confirmed that after the 2021 season, they will be changing their name to the Guardians. So. It, not bad. Uh, I'm excited to, to see the change and, you know, see what new swag they come out with next year with the new name change, what kind of mascot we're going to get with the Guardians. So, yeah, could be interesting. Uh, yeah, let's see. Otherwise, in the AL West, AL West, the evil Astros, they are still in uh, first place in that division, but that's a tight one. Oakland Athletics, they're right behind them at a game and a half back. And um, out of the American League, 
best looking team though seems to be the Rays. Seventy wins, forty five losses, most wins in that conference, Eris uh, in that league. Uh, National League, we got the NL East. Philadelphia Phillies are in first place there. The Mets, though, just a half game behind them. Behind the Mets, we got the Braves that are one game behind first place in that in that one uh, in that division. So NL East is tight. It's a tight one. Uh, NL Central, we got the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, they're they're just kind of dominating there. They got an eight game lead on the Reds and uh, my Cubbies. My poor Cubbies. They are eighteen and a half games behind. They are that, in third place. Is, there. is that what people call them? Cubbies. I feel like we had this conversation in our last episode as well. They are that's that's a nickname for the Cubs, man. I swear to oh, God, man. people yeah. call them the Cubbies. I wish they didn't. <laughs> uh, and then, lastly, in the National League, we have uh, the NL West, where the Giants. Don't are, you mean the Giants? Say that again. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly my reaction when you say Cubbies. Uh, say that again. Excuse me. Did you say Cubbies? Cubbies sounds a lot more normal than Giants? Um, sure. yeah, I, I think so. Uh, the Giants are up. Uh, they got the the highest win total. The Giants are uh, the Giants. The Giants are seventy three wins. Hey, let's go so, Giants. Uh, 73 wins, 41 losses. Uh, they got a decent lead on the Dodgers and the National League West. Uh, so that's your that's your Major League Baseball update. And uh, before we go, though, I want to mention shout out to USA Baseball. Uh, it's never the prime players in Olympic baseball. It's not like the uh, you know it, it's the, the regular season. season is like it's 11 out of the 12 months of the year. So this uh, this Olympic team is made up of like prospects, you know, minor leaguers that are you know pretty good and probably getting there, and like career minor leaguers that are pretty good, but they're never gonna crack the major league baseball ranks, so they're fine to go be shipped overseas to Tokyo for a while. Uh, that team got silver medal. That's pretty good. Japan won gold. Japan's first gold medal in baseball. Props to Japan. And uh, we're gonna have to wait a while though because France. Skipping us over, skipping baseball over. There will be no baseball in the 2024 Olympics. Uh, baseball has been dropped by France in consideration of breakdancing. So I've got questions. Yeah. I've got a lot of questions. Is <laughs> it that there is a finite amount of sporting events that are allowed? I'm guessing so. Uh, if I, if I, this was like a budget measure, I mean, for breakdancing, all you need is like a cardboard box that you lay on some concrete and a boombox. And a boombox. Uh, secondly, how many people can possibly be considered like experts in breakdancing enough to, 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 I don't know. You I know, did watch what, what is it? Uh, what was it that breakdancing movie that came out forever break, ago? Break or Break 2 Electric Boogaloo. It was like... Uh, That's where the Electric Boogaloo phrase comes from, is from the sequel to the movie Break, which was about breakdancing. So the sequel to Breakdancing got us Electric Boogaloo. Uh, I'm thinking you got served. Oh, man. Okay. So basically, I'm thinking like the next, the French Olympics is going to be like, you got served, but like, you got served at Quasson. So 
Turns out I'm on the Wikipedia page for baseball in the Olympics right now. It it doesn't happen as much as you might think. It doesn't always make the cut for the Olympics. Uh, first appeared in 1904, so way back. Uh, then it skipped 08, got in in 1912. It missed the next four Olympics, was brought back in in 1936. We, did, we didn't make it. I mean, then World War II happened, and I guess a couple of Olympics just never happened at all. Uh, then we come back in 52 and 56, didn't get, we didn't get Olympics in 60, got it in 64. Then there's a 20 year break where there's no baseball in the Olympics. It comes back in 1984, sticks around until 2008, and then London drops it in 2012. We don't have it in Beijing in 2016 either. Just came back in 2020 this year, and now we're missing it it again. It sounds like Europe doesn't really care for baseball. Yeah, I don't know all the nations that hosted between 1984 and 2008. I'm assuming there's some European countries in there. I know Atlanta was 96, right? And Sydney, Australia was 2000. Uh, what were they? So 08 was Beijing. All right, I messed that up. Uh, let's see. 04 was Helinki. Helenico? Where was the 2004 Olympics, man? Greece. <laughs> it was where Olympics were founded. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Greece is Europe, right? They seem. Did they have baseball? I think they had baseball. Yeah, they were 04. All so, right. <laughs> I don't know. Make your own. Draw your own conclusions. Uh, some nations seem not to be a big fans of baseball. France. I will is say. Uh, I mean, for the most part, it seems like. Uh, the host country is is building these facilities from the ground up, right? Like yeah, every time they host, it. they they're building up these brand new facilities. So I think they could probably save like a just a big old boatload of money for not building a giant baseball field that will never be used again. Like it's yeah. gonna be used for a month and then just never touched ever again. I could see that. I could see that. You think uh, Derek Jeter like steps foot in Paris and they're just like, get out, like, go home. They're like, none. <laughs> you are not, not a biracial angel. Go home. Um, anyway, that's my that's my Jeter corner. Um, that's it. I think that's all, that's all I had on the rundown. Before we go, uh, I wanted to throw some recommendations out. Uh, I saw a pretty sweet Netflix special. Uh, I think it's a a series that Netflix is just starting called Untold. And their first one was on Malice in the Palace. I watched it. Uh, If you're unaware, it was like a 2004 brawl that occurred between players and fans at um, the Palace, which was a Detroit Pistons stadium. And the Pacers players, Ron Artest among them, uh, went into the stands and got into it with fans. And... I knew it as a kid, you know, I, I knew it was on SportsCenter, but you mean holy Meta smokes. Meta World Peace? Yeah, he changed his name eventually to Meta World Peace. The Meta uh, World Peace uh, is the the puncher of the fans. There were a few different plays. You should, you should watch it. Uh, I do and, intend to watch it. I was just trying to to point out the irony yeah, of something yeah, called World irony. Peace, like trying yeah. to knock somebody out. Yeah. That is uh, that is cr- quite the coincidence there. 
Uh, TJ, you got anything uh, you want to recommend? I this is it's a cop out, but it's the only like new and cool thing I've watched lately. Uh, I've got HBO Max, so I this last weekend watched The Suicide Squad. I've been hearing about it, uh, which is great. It was funny. It was gory, bloody, uh, full of action. And, no Will Smith. Uh, no Will Smith, but uh, Idris Elba is definitely a fantastic replacement. I can say I did not watch the original Suicide Squad movie, so I can't compare oh, okay. it. I've I seen know, the first one. Yeah. I know so people Idris Elba, said that it wasn't very good. Was Idris Elba a dead shot? No, he was Bloodsport. They're different because Deadshot is a sharpshooter, whereas Bloodsport is a sharpshooter. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I'll check it out. I've heard nothing but good things. You're the latest in a series of people. Yeah, it it was funny. It was bloody. Uh, It's it's like two hours, but it doesn't feel like it's two hours. So you watch on the the small screen? Because I know it's in theaters as well. Watch it on the small screen. Um, hey, man, we got that Delta variant going around. I ain't trying to get, like, secret Rona. So I did just buy a new sound bar. Uh, okay. So I've, like, upped my quote-unquote uh, home theater yeah. experience, which Surround it's sound. still not great because, you know, I live in an apartment. I got to be kind to the neighbors. But, uh, yeah, no, it was good. If you got HBO Max, check it out. Nope. All right. Otherwise, well, I'm watching the shit out of Naruto. Woo! All right. Is Naruto the one with like the meme of like running with your arms behind your back really fast? That's the one, man. Okay. I thought I recognized the name. I watched uh, it in high school. Haven't seen it in like oh, shit, man. How long has it been since high school? Uh, fifteen years. 15. Yeah. It's I haven't watched great. it in fifteen years. So uh, it's on Netflix now, and I've just been plowing through it. So that's a double recommendation station. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us on this uh, this hot summer night episode of Sweat the Small Stuff. Uh, we are the Cubby fan club. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Used by the Giny fan club. On that note, keep, keep sweating. Sweat.